Lindy Oliver with me. Right here. Small one? Yeah. And a, and a stand. How are we doing? How many of you are here tonight? Raise your hand. Caught a couple of the guys off guard. Am I here or not? Raise your hand, George. All right. Good thing for wives. So, uh, hey, uh, it's great to be here. We love your whole team. They are like the goodest. Oh, thank you. Perfect. That's perfect. They are the goodest. And uh, we're going to do a couple of fun things here real quick. Take out your cell phones and hold them up so I can see them. Take out your cell phones. It's very important. And Lindy, get your cell phone, and you want to put on your camera. So go to your camera. I had one lady a couple weeks ago say, well, I ain't got no camera. said, you need a new cell phone. <laughs> that one came over with Columbus. Okay, we're gonna, here's what we're going to do first. In just a moment, you're going to turn to someone or someones, and you're going to take your picture, and you're going to post it on Facebook or email, and you're going to say, we're at Blazing Fire having fun where are you? All right? So now here's the deal. Don't take a picture of someone that's grouchy. Find someone smiling and, and happy and, and all of that stuff. So uh, I'm going to get you because you're just amazing. Your wife said, oh, that's oh, perfect. That was amazing. Well, I got to get one over here because... You know what I'm going to do on mine? I'm going to take a picture of you and I'm going to say, this guy forgot to shave this morning. <laughs> and yesterday, and the day before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now go ahead and get that posted. Post it on Facebook. Hey, you don't have to kneel down in front of them. They're just the pastors. You don't have to. You don't. <clears throat> Okay, uh, sir, we're done with this part of it. Now come sit down. I lost a few of you on this simple task. So, uh, okay, number two. Now get your, keep your cameras out because you're not going to miss this. This is a once-in-a-lifetime moment. Christy, will you handle mine to get this picture, please? I need, uh, Brent, I need you up here and your wonderful, beautiful bride. And uh, we're going to give you guys an action shot of the four of us. Yeah, thank you. And an action shot is, what we do is we'll, I'll count to three, and then you'll know it's time. And an action shot is like a dynamic kung fu panda, or, or something like that. A, re a revival moment. Get up closer. You don't have to stand in the back. This is home. We're not, what's wrong with you moving? Go sit back down. All right, now hang on. One more thing. One more thing. If no, no, go sit, go sit, 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 sit. If you would like to Facebook friend me, I'm under Richard G. Oliver. Don't. I've got thousands on my Facebook thing. Don't face. Don't ask to be a friend of Rich Oliver. My son, who lives in South Carolina called me two weeks ago and said, Dad, I just had 40 people from Wisconsin want to friend me, and I've never even been to Wisconsin. So it's Richard G. Oliver. It's also, uh, if you go to the uh, family, family Church Father at Facebook, 
dot com. It's also under that, but Richard G. Oliver. So, uh, hey, we brought some resources. I don't bring product because product is what they... Would you stop it? You're, you're not authorized any more pictures. I'll have to charge you for the last one. This stuff doesn't come cheap. It took me a long time to look like this. <clears throat> some people have a six-pack. I carry a kager. So anyway, that's... Forget it. Um, we don't bring product because product's what they sell at the grocery store, but we do bring resources, and we bring resources that we think would sow into a, the church that we're in. It's all about relationship. It's all about fellowship. We're done with religion. We're done with hierarchy. We're done with all of that stuff. It's all about finding ways that we can stir one another up. And also, every one of us has the ability to literally... Russell, give me your hand here for a second. Put your, I didn't ask you to stand up. I just want you to follow. Are you licensed with us? Well, maybe not. So um, some of us, all of us want resources that, where we can reach out and help pull someone into their destiny. We are, we are people to pull one another. Let go of my hand now, Russell. Thank you. Please. Nice to meet you. Sit down and give him his medicine. So we, um, we, brought, we brought some resources there in DVD or CD. One of my favorite is, by the way, I don't give anything away, so don't raise your hand. Uh, I'm a Republican, so I figure if you want it, you can buy it. Otherwise, it's just the way it goes. But... Uh, uh, do real Christians laugh? Do real Christians laugh? I mean, we ought to be the happiest people in the world. We ought to be filled with the Spirit of God that just brings a smile. This deals with laughter, deals with joy, deals with the presence of the Holy Spirit, and it is, it is really a fun one. Uh, one of our newest words that we just really feel has an, a great anointing on it, it's called anointed for breakthrough. And it's the breaker of anointing. That's the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of Jesus Christ in our lives. And bringing, and it, what's so exciting about this is it talks about, it goes into the scripture that talks about when the gates of iron are broken open and no one can come back and shut them again. And in our lives, we, we see things broken open where there's been, uh, where there's been resistance and the Lord goes before us and breaks that open and all of a sudden there's freedom and breakthrough and revival and restoration. And, uh, that's great stuff. Then we got one on being a kingdom church. You know, not all churches are kingdom churches. Some churches are just castles that build moats around themselves, hoping to not, it's not even to keep people out, it's to keep their people in. We think we're supposed to be, uh, we, we're about kingdom, where we stand on the top of the castle uh, wall and we proclaim liberty and life and breakthrough and health and restoration and freedom into the, into the, into the land. Because you and I are kings. If I can be the bride of Christ, ladies, you can be a king. So you're, you're kings and, uh, and we get to make proclamations as kings. So we have that one out there. And then I only have five of these out there, and it's going to be first come, first serve. Everything's 10 bucks except for this. This is a two-disc CD of pure revival music put out by Dave Hunter, who uh, Dan McCollum says one of the best worship leaders in America the time that he was out here ministering. The, yeah, this is like jazz meets worship meets, uh, meets Santana because it is wild. I said that two weeks ago. I had a woman come up and said, did you say... Jazz meets worship meets Satan? I said, no, sweetie, Santana, forget it. It's, it's, you don't want it, believe me. But there's five, this is some of the best stuff. Two CDs in there, 15 bucks, and you will really like it. That's it for the commercials. We got a couple of prophetic words, and we have a message just burning up inside of us that we want to speak. And I'm going to turn it over to the brains of the outfit. Because I need to get a drink of water. Okay, that's good. Actually, I've been sitting having a difficult time sitting waiting because um, Suzanne had shared with me about some of what she's gone through and Russell shared about what he'd gone through the last little bit, uh, basically fighting for his life. And um, I'm just kind of the kind of person that when I see things or see patterns of things, I really want to spend some time with the Lord and say, okay, God, what's up with this? Tell me what's going on. Because this isn't really coincidence. There has been truly an intentional um, uh, 
attempt to detour this fellowship from your destiny, I really believe. And, and so if, um, Suzanne had mentioned three, and so, and that Pam would be you as well. And if, if Pam and Russell and Suzanne would come up, I would appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, just stand there. And I'm going to speak it over you guys and speak it over um, this church. If you're not aware, they, the three of these have gone through, I'm sure most of you who know them know that they've gone through really life-threatening uh, illnesses. Um, basically, um, I know you and you with a staph infection, and I don't know of some of that, but just infection, something to basically steal. And the, the Lord brought me to two scriptures that I felt were really key for uh, understanding just the attack of the enemy in this, because I believe it is very much a strategic attack. First of all, in John 10.10, 10, very familiar scripture, it says the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. And I feel like this has been a very specific, intentional attack to steal from you, to destroy you both personally and... Um, uh, and to kill you, take your very life. And, and it, it was intentional against you, but so that it would affect this body. But Jesus said, my purpose is to give you life and life abundantly. Life and life abundantly. That Zoe life, the very life of God. And so I prayed into this and, and I believe, Pam, that from the very beginning, the, the enemy's desire was to destroy your walk. And it has to do not just with you, but what you would represent in this area. And our walk, actually our feet, has to do with taking possession of the land. And the enemy's intent would be to um, to steal the very land that God has given you, the very territory that the Lord has given to this fellowship, and that he would come and try to steal that. But I've looked at you and I see your um, your sufficiency in God. Your sufficiency in God, and that that's that has not you've not um, fallen to that. You've said, you know, the Lord is my strength, the Lord is my shield, and you've stood and said, man, God, I'm I'm believing you, and I am standing. Yeah, in your strength, and um, and and I believe Russell with you that very part of um of attacking your lungs had to do with both the breath of God and the voice because if the enemy can steal our voice, then he steals that whole place of speaking the testimony of God that we have power in the voice. The voice of the Lord goes out and it stills and it speaks and it creates. And the very breath of God and the Lord, and the enemy would try and kill that, to steal that, to silence that. And that has so much to do with the declaration power that you have, the authority that the Lord has given you. These all so much have to do with the authority that the Lord has given you to break through, to declare his purposes, especially on this east gate to the Bay Area. That you would be that place that the glory would come through and flood into the Bay Area. And so you would speak that out over the Bay Area that any, any, um, attack of the enemy, any plans of the enemy would be put to naught. Yes. And Suzanne, the thing that the Lord, when, with the whole attack on your face, I'll tell you, we are to reflect his glory. And the attack that the Lord would have would be to attack that very face that would reflect the glory of the Lord. Lord. Yeah. Because we're supposed to reflect his glory everywhere we go. The more we look in the face of Jesus, the more we turn around and reflect his glory everywhere we go. That our very presence changes the atmosphere of the rooms that we're in, the places that we go. That truly, when people see us, they see Jesus. Just like when Jonathan, um, when David saw Jonathan's son, he saw the face of his friend. That's why he wanted to hang around with him. Mephi. <laughs> but so we see, so we see that the enemy's desire was to steal the walk and the voice and the face of God, the reflection of the Lord. But I'm telling you, then the Lord brought me to. Um, 
Proverbs 13.10, where it talked, and Suzanne and I talked a little bit about hope deferred. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. The expectation of good. We should expect good. You know, this whole thing with the economy, it was to cause us to expect bad. I mean, you want to know something sown by the enemy, the fear sown by the enemy, that we would expect bad things to happen. We would expect our houses to go into foreclosure. We would expect not to get a job. We would expect bad things. But you see, God, with God, he is good all the time, and we should expect good things. And when when our expectation is prolonged... And you go through a long illness, a long, difficult time, because what these three are is just representative of what the enemy is doing and trying to sow into the region. You understand, sometimes we people, we actually are a picture uh, of what, uh, of uh, a natural picture of what God is doing in the spirit realm. And so in that sense of... Um, Hope deferred, it makes us sick. And we begin, the waiting time is so, anybody gone through a long illness or a long time waiting for something? Ah, it just steals, it steals from you. It destroys your hope. It kills any expectation of good things. And so hope deferred makes the heart sick, but, but a dream fulfilled. A dream fulfilled is a tree of life. That same life, abundant life. And actually, when you look it up, it says it is a tree that contains revival. It is a tree that has revival. So I just want you to um, to stand with me. Um, And we're just going to declare, uh, I want us to all pray together. Just pray it with your heart. The good intentions. Let's just magnify the Lord, the greatness of our God. And I just want you to use your voice to give glory to God. So, Lord, I thank you that you are the great God, that there is not any plan of the enemy that will come to uh, fruition. But, Lord God, you are glorified in this place. That, Lord... Um, the expansion of your kingdom will continue, Lord God, that your voice breaks through. It breaks through, God, and that there is a breakthrough anointing on blazing fire. And I thank you, Lord, that, Lord, I thank you that these are people who reflect your glory everywhere you go. And every intention of the enemy is now cut off and put under our feet. You are under our feet. You are under our feet, Lord. The enemy is under our feet because, Jesus, you are the head and not the tail. And in you, we we have victory. We have victory. Lord, I thank you for that tree of life, the revival that's coming, the life of God that is coming. Whoa, not just um, uh, in blazing fire, not just into the Bay Area, but literally also into Pam, Lord God, and into Suzanne and into Russell, Lord, that there be no lasting effects, not one lasting effect from this attack of the enemy, Lord, but that you will bring full restoration in the name of Christ Jesus. In the name of Christ Jesus, let hope come again. And Lord, there are times, I know that there are times that we have a waiting time because the time is not right for you to be glorified in things. Sometimes there is a nation waiting that there is a time for a nation, for a harvest to be ripe. So, but Lord, I say that the the fields are white. They're ripe unto harvest. And now is the time. Now is the time to show forth your glory. To show forth your glory uh, through these people, Lord. Those part of the Blazing Fire family. And Lord, those that are just in the body of Christ. Let your church arise and be glorified. Let them carry good news of the gospel. Let them move forward in signs and wonders. And let our faces reflect the glory of the Lord that our nation might be saved. Whoa. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Be glorified, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I just release fresh hope, fresh hope, fresh hope, fresh hope. Whoa. Fresh hope. Ha. 
I break off every lie of the enemy. And we expose that Jesus is truth and everything that doesn't look like him is a lie. So we expose the lie and I pray God an imprint of hope by the power of the spirit of God. Whoa, my joy and peace be your friends. May they come and walk alongside you as it says in Romans um, 15, 13. I bless them in Jesus name. Amen. Where's uh, Joe and Anna Smiley? Where are you guys at? I know you're here. Stand up wherever you are so I can spot you. Joe and Anna? They were here. Where you got, what are you guys, what are you, you taking a coffee break? I, I'm sorry. I, just God wanted to give a word to you, but uh, that's all right. I, I understand. It's getting late. That's okay. Just come in here for a second. Let me speak a word over you. I just, you, uh, you both have such excellence over you. And God has, you are a seed that was planted here. And then the, the good fruit of that seed is blown over and is blessing other areas and other fellowships. And I really hear the Lord say, break off the condemnation you've been feeling lately. Break off the condemnation. That uh, the accusing spirit's always going to point to problems. The accusing spirit's always going to point to a problem, even when it's been washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. But while, but the Holy Spirit is always going to point you to solutions. And tonight begins a new walk of solutions. New solutions, new answers, new strategies, new inputs, uh, that the accusing spirit builds strongholds in our minds. And that's why you have to be so diligent in, in being constantly washed by the, the, the cleansing water of the Holy Spirit, washed in the Word, washed in the presence of God, and also be very careful not to let yourself become exhausted, even in the work of the Lord. He wants you to find a place of rest. He wants you to find a place of encouragement. And he says to you, you have been placed strategically, all of you, but both of you strategically, and that there, and that the enemy will try to wear you, where he can't beat you down, he'll try to wear you down. And so tonight we speak, just hold your hands out at them and just speak rest, rest, encouragement. Lord God, we just speak life and blessings into this family. Lord, that uh, you have great, there is greatness written in the very DNA. You have greatness written in them. So we speak that into them, into their ministry, into their visions, and I proclaim dreams, Lord, that they begin to dream, not just dream, but dream in technicolor. 3D technicolor dreams, Lord God, over this family. We speak it right now. And we do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Where's the gentleman that came up with the word that you shared? You had the beard and you came up with a word there. Where are you at? Stand up for a minute. I just, you have, you have, I was so encouraged by how you spoke and even just the way you listened as you were speaking. And I just, I was telling my wife and she said, just speak excellence over him. So Lord, I just speak excellence over art. I just speak that uh, you have raised him up. You're doing a greater work. You are being stretched and you're going to continue to be stretched into brand new things. And uh, don't look back. Keep looking forward because God's, God's got you running a race and it's, it's a good race. So we bless you. We just, everyone say, bless your heart. Amen. <laughs> My husband gives it to me and says, let's preach. <laughs> Whew. I'll tell you what, God is so good. Isn't he good? I love that. I, that was one of the greatest revelations I had many years after I was saved. Isn't that sad? That's sad that God is good. He is good. He is good. He is always for you. He is always for you. We can expect the best. You know, I'll tell you that the fact that we carry good news, that that should just be on our hearts all the time. Everywhere we go, we have good news. We have good news. Um, I was sharing with Suzanne, and I would encourage you in the midst of your difficult place, look for the treasures. In the midst of your difficult place, look for treasures because there are treasures there.
And you'll miss them because you'll get overwhelmed with, with just discouragement and, and the difficulty. But even in Hosea, when he allured her to the wilderness, he spoke tenderly to her there. And that valley of trouble became literally a threshold of hope that from there he would give her her vineyards. And sometimes at that most difficult place, that's where your dreams will begin to be formed. That's when you'll find places in God that you would have never found if you weren't in that place. And and that's from walking in tough places. I can tell you that walking through tough... I'd like to say we can live life and not go through tough things, um, I don't find that in the word. <laughs> I do find in the word that he, he never forsakes us, that he is always good, and that he is able to work good. There are treasures in every difficult place. And there is something so precious about the treasures you find in that place. Yeah, it's really true. So, whew, yay, God. So cool. Yay, God. Yeah. So we had really been, we had so looked forward to coming. You have to know, it's been way too long. It has been way too long. Sometimes it's just getting calendars. And you guys have awesome people that come here. Do you realize, I mean, you are so blessed with awesome leadership because the people that you have come in here um, are just excellent. They don't just go to, not like Rich and I, we, we go everywhere we're invited. We just love people. <laughs> but a lot of these people, they have really, really full calendars, and they don't just come anywhere. But the fact that they come here speaks so highly of the esteem that they hold your pastors in. You need to know that. That's, that's true. So Rich and I, as we were getting ready to come, we were really saying, okay, Lord, what kind of word? And we feel like, we had no idea what's been going on the last couple weeks, but we feel like you are at the cusp. You are at the place. You are at that threshold place of going into something incredible. I want you to know that. You can see it all over. You can feel it in the spirit. And absolutely, I agree with Russell that prayer, it brings it through. It brings it through. It just does every time. No revival happens without prayer. None. It would be nice, but I tell you, someone was praying. Happened in our church. We had groups praying that we didn't even realize were praying, praying for a revival, for a move of God. And the Lord honored their prayers, really did. So, So, but we are living in the most amazing of times. And it's very easy to get satisfied in this place because we see miracles. I mean, you know, before 15 years ago or whatever, people say, what's a miracle? You know, just didn't have all of them. But we're living in this. How many of you have experienced a miracle? That's something you couldn't do, but God did. Yeah. You know, that miracle, it, you know, we pray for miracles. That means you have to be put in a situation where you cannot do anything about it. You always pray, God, I want to live the miraculous lifestyle. Great. Be ready. That means you're going to be put in a place that you can't fix it. But God can. But God can. We're living in a time of healings. That means that if we have healings, that means something needs to be made well. You know, obviously we're living in a time when God is showing himself. He is manifesting. He is on display. And what a great time. It is. It's a great time. But I want you to know, as good as it is, it's a wilderness experience. Think about it. Children of Israel. Glory cloud. Cloud of fire. Manna. They didn't get sick. Only time they got sick was when they, there was a judgment of God going on. Very Old Testament. You know, their clothes didn't wear out. Their shoes didn't wear out. All this great seas part. Wilderness. And so many times we get satisfied living in the wilderness. But in the wilderness, you're just going in circles. You're never really getting to where you're supposed to go. And truly, it's a time to lay hold of our dreams and lay hold of the promised land. Now is the time. Now is the time to enter the promised land. Are you ready? Yeah, me too. Me too. Because I don't want to live... (laughs) in the wilderness, glory cloud or not. 
I want to go to the place that I'm partnering with God and laying hold of the things he's put on my heart. I want to grab hold of those promises. And so we want to share tonight about whose report are you going to believe? Because if you look back in numbers, and you can turn there if you want. We know the story, good story. If any of you um, taught Sunday school, you're very familiar with the story. But we know in Numbers 12, it tells they got out. They're set free. That's when we become Christians. You know, when we are born again, we're set free. And we're um, walking with the Lord. Everything's great. They're set free. They haven't been in the wilderness very long. Just enough time for them to get really establishing who God is, some some um, guidelines for how to live, you know, the Ten Commandments, all that kind of stuff, kind of get everybody organized so they could go into the promised land. It's just been a couple years. And Moses, he doesn't want to go into this, uh, you know, let's go in the promised land not knowing what's there. So he sends out spies, 12 leaders from the 12 tribes, top guys. And he sends them out for how long? 40 days. This isn't a trick question. These are things you should know. So they go out for 40 days and they spy out the land and they come back and in um, Numbers 13, 27, they give their report. We entered the land you sent us to explore and it's a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. I did a word study. You know what it means? Milk and honey. Yes, that's it. Sorry. Um, and here's the kind of fruit it produces. And we've seen pictures. You know, they talk about the size of the fruit. It was, it was a fruitful, flourishing, thriving place. But the people living there are powerful. Their towns are large and fortified. And we even saw giants there. But Caleb, he tried to quiet the people. And he said, hey, come on. We can take it. We can conquer it. I want you to know those two, Joshua and Caleb, they put their lives on the line. The rest were ready to stone them. I want you to know there are times when you speak the word of faith that there are people that are not going to be happy and they may hurl insults at you. I tell you, it's not stoning, but it can hurt. Don't be surprised. You're not giving the popular report. (laughs) So... They disagree. They say, we can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. And so they spread the bad report. I'll tell you what, doubt always spreads. Doubt, fear, it spreads. And it can start with one and it just goes on and on. But then Joshua and Caleb, they said to the people, listen, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will surely bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. Don't rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They're only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. Wow, good report. Yeah. So 12 guys, 10 gave the majority of report to the minority report. A lot of it was similar. They both spied out the land. They both knew that there would be a battle to possess the land, right? And third thing, they both knew, or all knew, that they couldn't do it on their own strength. All those things they had in common. But you see, the 10, they really didn't believe that the land was their inheritance. They didn't believe God. But Joshua and Caleb, they heard the word of the Lord. They saw the land and they wanted it. And they believed that the inheritance was theirs. What's God promised you? What's God promised you? What are your dreams? Is it about your family? Your kids coming back to God? Is it about a business, a dream, a venture that you're going for? Is it, is it about taking a missions trip somewhere? Is it, what is it that's on your heart? What is it that God's promised you? Pull out some of those prophetic words. Read the word. What are the things that come and light up? What's on your heart? What are your dreams? And whose report are you going to believe? Because the question never is, is there going to be a battle? There will always be a battle. But the question is, which way are you running? 
Those in faith run to the battle. Those without faith run away <laughs> to be overtaken, right? <laughs> yeah. There never is a question. And so many times we, we say, well, I, I just, I don't want to have any conflict. I don't want to take any great steps of faith because, you know, people, they think I'm presumptuous or nobody believes me anymore or any of the things. And we disqualify ourselves. I'll tell you, you are not qualified because of what you have done. You are qualified because of what he has done. Yeah, he has qualified you. He has given you dreams and there are things that are part of your inheritance. It's time to step up to the plate and say, hey, it's my turn now. It's my turn now. It's my turn now. Yeah. And you know, the amazing thing about it is you have to believe God before you have it in your hand. You got to believe God before you have it in your hand. Say, this is mine. Can you say that? East Bay is mine. Yeah. The Bay Area is mine. California. I know the things God's put on my heart. I have a passion for our state. I have a real passion for the Bay Area. I pray, pray for San Francisco regularly because God's put a real vision in my heart. I understand this city of mercy. And it, it, it should be reflecting Jesus. It really should be. So you ask, which way are you running? Do you believe God? Whose promise, whose word are you going to believe? Second question the Lord puts before us. Oh, and this one is really hard. (laughs) Can you hang in there until you actually get to possess the promise? I mean, this is the hard one because Joshua and Caleb, they believed God. And haven't you ever been around a group of people and you're the one that believed God and they don't and you have to suffer along with them? And I tell you, women, hate to tell you, but we are really bad. You know, it's like we're like, well, if my husband just believed God, we wouldn't be in that mess. And I'm just suffering for Jesus. (laughs) No, what happens is you made a commitment. You're married to him and together you get to grow. (laughs) Together you get to grow. And so we get caught in the blame game. Oh, it's their fault. I'm not living in my promises because it's their fault. I believe God. Right? Uh Oh, Uh Uh-oh, it gets real quiet. (laughs) Stepping on a few toes. Yeah. But you see, we have to trust God and keep our eyes on the prize. We really do. Because the amazing thing about the waiting game is that God loves you so much that he will allow that waiting time to grow you so that you'll be successful when you have those promises fulfilled. Tell you, he does it all the time. Look at Joshua. Joshua, he was just kind of Moses' assistant. And what did he do during those uh, 40 years? Anybody know what he did in 40 years? I asked this question once before, and everybody's like, oh, no. you know, got to read your word. What did he do in those 40 years? Huh? Oh, he hung out in the glory, man. He hung outside the tent of meeting all the time. You see that? And he fought battles. And he he learned how to be a leader. Right? Why? Because he's going to have to lead those children of Israel. I always wondered, who was it going to be? Joshua, Caleb, Joshua, Caleb. You ever wonder if there could have been a chance? Well, Joshua proved it by what he did. He hung around the tent of meeting. He fought battles. He was victorious. Yeah. Look at David. Talk about waiting. David was on the fast track. I mean, come on, you know. He slays Goliath, and the king really likes him. uh, Samuel comes and anoints him king. He plays the harp, worship, has the king's daughter in marriage, and, you know, beating the Philistines. Everybody loves him except for King Saul. And all of a sudden, Saul gets crazy with jealousy and pursues him. And it says David ran for between 12 to 14 years. Yeah, running for his life. Had to act like a crazy guy half the time. It's terrible. And what does he get to lead? You know, he led armies. Oh, he gets to lead a bunch of ragtag group of rejects. Yeah, outlaws, renegades, who became David's mighty men. And the greatest test, the opportunity to to get promoted quite quickly to king. 
Do you ever read that story where he could have ki- killed King Saul and go, yes, David, kill him, kill him. And then you read the story farther and you're like, David, you missed your opportunity. Why didn't you kill him? No, I bet you didn't think that way. I thought that way. I did not get it at all until I understood how completely David trusted God with his future. I have an anointing to be king. It's up to God to bring it to pass. How many times do we want to help God out? Yeah. And I truly believe when David decided that he could trust God, that God said, that's my man. That's my man. The waiting time. God wants us to be successful. Israel didn't need another king like King Saul. They needed a David. The children of Israel needed a Joshua. And he grew in that time. (laughs) He wants you to live successfully in that dream of yours. Think of all the people that have won the lottery, that have gone through it, and how quick. You know, what they say, like, first five years, the majority of them, the money's all gone. Their life's in shambles. I don't want to do that. I want to live successfully. I want my success to look like Jesus in my life. I want to to have people say, wow, if God's like that, that's the God I want to believe in. I don't want them to say, huh, poor girl. She didn't know how to handle those good things that came her way. No, I want to look like Jesus. (laughs) This is your training ground. This is your training ground for your destiny. It's your training ground right now right now. Yep. And believe me, you will not miss it. Joshua and Caleb didn't miss it. In fact, you've got to figure they were kind of old guys by then. And look at Caleb came up and said, Hey, I want that land of the giants, the stuff where all the fruit was and everything. That's the land that's mine. I mean, you talk about believing God for your inheritance. It's like that best stuff, that best place. That's mine. That's mine. You won't miss it. They didn't miss it. You won't miss it. God is responsible for fulfilling his word. Yeah. Third thing. Can you see past the difficulty to the destiny waiting for you? That's good preaching there, girl. So what ought to be our motivator? I mean... All of us in here have a de- How many in here have a destiny? Wonderful. That's 100%. So what motivates us to get there? I mean, what is it that captures your heart? What captures the, the passion in your heart? By the way, we will be done. I will close in prayer at 9 o'clock. So I'm just letting you know. So if you can hang through till 9, plus I have a prophetic word after we close in prayer that anyone that wants, especially you two, I want to give to you because it's, it's for at the end afterwards. <clears throat> I was thinking about passion. My son loves the Green Bay Packers, loves the Green Bay Packers. So when I'm with Kyle, I love the Green Bay Packers. Otherwise, it's the Niners. But, uh, uh, but when I'm with Kyle and I'm watching these guys out at their, their football field, what is it, Lambeau Field? Is that what it's called? Anyway, it's all icy and cold, you know, and it's minus 30 degrees. And they got guys out there built like me stripped to the waist, with their top half painted green, wearing a cheese head, with a beer can on top, and a hose coming down to their mouth. And they're like, yeah, go for it, Green Bay! I'm like, dude, get on a shirt! But they've got passion. They are, they are crazy as can be to be outside in the cold, with no shirt on, the wind blowing, but what was it? Something had captured their heart. Well, I'm going to tell you, if those guys can have their heart captured by a football team, which, by the way, isn't doing all that well right now, then then we ought to have our hearts captured by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the passion of what God has in us, by the love of the Lord, by the excitement of Daddy coming to us every day saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And when I look at this, how they went for the land of milk and honey, I mean, they wanted it. I want it, don't you? I want it for my kids. I want it for my grandkids. But I want to tell you something. 
I want it for me. I've got a passion to hear and to see what God wants to say and do. And I, I like James 1.12, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because it says he'll get a crown of life. I don't want some little woman tiara. Oh, here you've done so good, Rich. I give you tiara. Now I want Papa to say, you done good, son. Here's a crown. <laughs> no, I'm going to give you two crowns because you're a big boy. Poof, poof. And I'm going to stick some diamonds and emeralds and you done good. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And I want to hear that from the Lord. And you know what it takes? It takes it becoming a lifestyle. You and I can't have a lifestyle of Saturday worship. What's well, Saturday? Time for blazing fire. Come on, get out the, uh, the, the flag. And the, it's a little dusty, but get out the flag, get out the... You know, we're going to blazing fire tonight. Oh, good. Okay, that's it till next Saturday. Uh-uh. That's, you're, you're not gonna make it. We gotta have blazing fire on Sunday, and blazing fire on Monday, blazing fire on Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday. It needs to become a lifestyle of faith. And we need to realize that, I mean, when you see this thing with Joshua, it's just the beginning. I mean, he's a leader of people. He's, he's, you know, he's making decisions and declarations and, you know, the Lord is with us. This land is ours. And I mean, these two guys remind me of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, this is our land, California. <laughs> Had a governor that couldn't even say the name of the state. And, 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 uh, you know, so he's so excited. And then, and then along comes Stallone, who makes that mighty declaration. And it, it's so exciting. So you got Stallone and Schwarzenegger, and they're like, yes, we're going for it. And because this lifestyle of faith invites the miraculous of God. And if you want to see the miraculous of God break out in your life and in your kids' lives and in your grandkids' lives and in your ministries and in your family and in your marriage and in your finances and in your health and in all that kind of stuff, just get excited and let this lifestyle of the presence of God begin to, to break out in your life and see what it'll do in you. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you just see God doing these great things. You know why? Because God has a plan. It's like He's smart. Say that God has a plan for my life. I mean, I'll tell you what it is, by the way. It's a plan for victory and not defeat. Hey, God! We are going to win. <laughs> Great, thank you, both of you. It's a, you know, I mean, he says, I'm looking for people who are going to believe my word, who are going to believe my inspiration, who are going to believe my promise. He says, I'm, I'm looking for people who are going to put their arms around me as I put my arms around them. And they're just going to go all out. I mean, I guess it comes down for this church to say, what's your dream? For a lot of us, we haven't even dreamed lately. I just want to release on this church dreams. Dreams, 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 visions. How many would like a nice angelic visitation? Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. And dreams. Lindy, I've had seven physical angelic visitations. And... Uh, and by the way, no feathers, no glittering, no fiery sword. Just a, just a guy that comes in and sits. I, I mean, I th just a person. Looks like a guy. Looks like John Wayne. No, it doesn't. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, here's, here's the deal. For this church, God has a destiny for you. God has a destiny for you. Say, God has a destiny for me. And he has promises that he wants you to possess today. Promises for this fellowship today. Promises for your family today. How does it happen? Believe God and confess a good report. Quit letting bad stuff come out of your mouth. Because all it does is shows what's coming out of your heart. Start having a good report. I've, I've been accused before of being a word of faith preacher. 
And I'm like, would you prefer as a word of doubt preacher? I don't get it. It's like people talking about hyper faith. Well, that's hyper faith. Let me tell you, it took hyper faith to get me saved. I was a bigot, a drunk, a, a, a bar fighter, and hyper faith. I think that's, I think the fact that anyone in this room could get saved is hyper faith. Because he is so good and so big and so loving and so wanting to wrap his arms around everyone. Believe God. He's got a good report that he wants to come out of your life. Second thing is be steadfast. Hang in there. Strengthen yourself. Stir yourself up. Don't wait for some speaker on Saturday night or a Sunday morning. Don't even wait for God TV. Or don't wait for the newest edition of whatever comes out of Bethel. None of that stuff is enough. Stir yourself up. Get into the Holy Spirit. Let Him get into you. Let Him do a work in you. Let Him turn you inside out. Let him turn you on with the power of God and keep your eyes on the prize. Jesus is the prize. Keep your eyes on that. I like Hebrews 12 too. It says, think about Jesus and fix your eyes on him. And I want to tell you, he wants us to do that. And when we do, you begin to possess the promises. I don't think anyone in here wants to die in the wilderness. Huh? I mean, we want to possess the promises. And you're going to get, how many would like a reward of increase? How many want increase? Lord God, right now we speak increase over this fellowship. Lord God, crowns and leaderships and authority and talents, Lord God. We speak it over every person that desires it in this place, that there would be an increase into this house right now. And as you press into God... You're going to start sharing in the power and the miracles of God. How many want that? Lord, we release more power and more miracles into this house. Powers and miracles. Signs and wonders. Salvations. How about some dead raising? It's time. How about impacting generations? I want to impact the next generation. But I'll tell you what, I want to impact my generation. I'm 61. We got a lot of 61-year-olds out there that need to be told, you still got a lot of rubber on those tires. We need to impact the next generations. So how many want that? Lord God, those that want to impact generations, we speak that over them right now. Lord, that there's a release for impacting generations. Lord God, that tonight... You will encounter God. You will encounter God. You will encounter God. You will encounter God. So here's the last question. What's holding you back? What's holding you back? I think the number one thing that holds us back is fear. And tonight we're going to pray a prayer to break off fear. Even some of our songs are stupid. Like... This little light of mine, little bitty tiny light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. We've got a light that Satan can out? Oh, come on. We ought to have a song that says, this blowtorch of mine, I'm going to let it shine and burn Satan's butt off. Come on. Uh. I, I heard a church choir a few years ago, and they were singing a song. They were visiting from somewhere, and they had this song. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil outside. I'm like, that. not only is that bad English, that sucketh. We're not shutting the door to keep out the devil. We're on the march. It says the gates of hell won't prevail against the spirit-filled, washed in the blood, church of Jesus Christ. We don't have to shut no door. Shut the door and keep out. Who's out there? It's the devil. Really? Well, take this. I will eat your butt up, you lousy, low-life loser! Because you have lost already! The gates of hell will not prevail!
I am a victor, not a victim. I'm an overcomer. I'm not overcome. So we're going to pray for passion. How many want passion? Say passion. How about boldness to overcome? I'll tell you what. The Lord's looking for people who have a dream, who believe Him, who believe Him. Yeah. Do you believe that you have an inheritance? Do you have a passion? Do you have a passion to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus laid hold of you? Can you see it? Yeah. Ten, nine, no. So let's stand. Let's stand. If you just want to receive prayer, receive a fresh impartation. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm asking you to do right now what we physically cannot do, which is to lay hands on every single person here. But God, you can. And so, Lord, we, yeah, 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 let's do that. That's good. That's good. So right now, Lord, we release a fresh fire of passion for the dreams you've given us, for the promises yet to be fulfilled, for those things, God, that we've been standing and believing for, and it's been a long time. Lord, fan into flame that passion in our heart, that we would have a fresh zeal and a fresh love for the things of God, for seeing our city transformed, our our communities transformed, for every mountaintop, Lord God, to bow before the knee bow their knee before Christ Jesus. Lord, we pray for a holy boldness. Whoa! That we would be bold and courageous. Yeah. That that word of the Lord would be in our mouth and would be that sword of the Spirit that cuts through every place. Lord, I thank you for the authority of your word. Let us be bold. Let us be bold. Ha! There's no superhero that is like the hero of our Most High God. Yeah. Whoa. And Lord, we just bind every place of fear right now. Fear that sets itself up against the knowledge of our God. Our God with whom nothing is impossible. Our God who loves us perfectly. Who is redemptive. Who restores. Who heals. Who heals. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Let's just give him praise right now. We release that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I know that a lot of you have to go get your chillings, so if you have to get out and do that, because quite frankly, the people downstairs don't want them anymore. Sorry about that. But I do have a word for this church, and I'll share it with you very quickly. And uh, then the prayer team's going to come up here, and we'll be up here. If anyone wants special prayer, then uh, you, can, uh, you can come up or lay down or do whatever. Here's a word I have for you guys, and I'll send this to you, by the way. A standard church, you are not. You're extraordinary. His hand of grace is upon you. He's raising you up. He's raising you up. He's raising you up. This is a new kingdom church, not the norm, not the old, but the new. I see you bringing food and medicine and teams to the nations. The Lord says the roads you have made into these places to help others that has affected community outside of your own community. You're going to be blessed because of that. I see the seeds that you've sown to bless others. I see these seeds coming back to you in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I hear the Lord say that prosperity is following. I like that. For this is a church that has not wasted the seed that God has given you. 
but you have been good stewards over the manifold blessings, giftings, and resources that the Lord has given you. I heard the Lord say, because of your faithfulness and because of that you're a kingdom church, a church that is building, a church that is being a light and a standard to the world, God says you shall not lack the things that you have designed. I see plans and designs for building for other places, things that you desire to build so that more people can be affected with the good news. God says that those plans are paid for because he always provides for his visions. You better get ready for a multiplication because that's coming. It begins in this place with your relatives, people you've been praying for, co-workers, your friends. I see neighbors and even surrounding business people being affected. I see children, teenagers, and youth, and I see them coming into this place. This is about to be an impactive, relevant church at another level. God says it's a new kingdom level, a new kingdom church. It's going to begin setting a standard. I sense growth in this house at a new level. You're at a new level right now, and I'm telling you, you've got to get ready for God to blow the doors off this body. Because of the words you have been given, this house is growing. And that means spiritually, emotionally, relationally, and even numerically. You're a kingdom church. I keep hearing that, a kingdom church. And an image of what a real church is, you are impacting this community. I hear the Lord say multiplication, transformation, that you're transforming your community and other families. I also hear the Lord say the season changes now. The season changes now. We declare together. It's a reaping season now. You're going to reap because of your love for God. God has taken you into this new season where you will have greater influence and greater impact that's almost ridiculous because the seeds you have sown have not been wasted. Final few words. You need to go back and look at those seeds that you've planted. And when I say seeds, I'm not just talking about financially talking about words you've planted and dreams you've planted, talking about people that you've gone to, nations you've gone to. God says, because you have been a worship church, because you've been a praise, he is now ready to elevate you because you are an image and a standard of what his kingdom is all about. One thing I've learned about um, what to do with words uh, is to say yes. So, Lord, I am saying yes. I'm, I'm, my brain did not catch all that. My spirit got it all. I didn't, I, but, Lord, we're saying yes, yes, yes. Yes to the increase. Yes to all your plans, your kingdom plans. We're saying yes, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we are alive at this time in this place. Thank you, God, that you've gathered a people together that are passionate, that want to see your kingdom breaking forth, that want to see your face, that want to see your glory manifested here on the earth as it is in heaven. And God, we're saying yes to being that kind of people. We're saying yes. And Father, we, we speak another blessing over, over uh, Rich and Lindy. Father, we're just, we thank you, God, for their faithfulness. And we're just speaking blessing back into them. Increase back into them. Even where the enemy has recently tried to take from them, we're just speaking. A, a, wow. Wow. I was going to say sevenfold, but we're going for a hundredfold return on everything the enemy has taken from you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you. Would you give them strength? Would you give them Grace, 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 Lord, to do all that you've called them to do. Thank you, Lord, you're using them to impact. The, the ripples, I just see the ripples are going out a lot further than you could possibly imagine because the Lord's shown me you're not a little, um, you know, a little uh, little stone. You're actually this big boulder that's coming in and making those, the splashes and the, the ripples are going far and wide. Far, they're going far and wide. In establishing his kingdom. So thank you. Thank you, Father. (sighs) Holy Spirit, would you get our hearts more and more ready? 
because we just we just got you know we got fired up. But what what what's going to happen is in tonight, tomorrow morning, you're going to tap on our. Sh- it's going to be sometimes a light tap on our shoulder. You're going to just say, "Wouldn't you rather do this than do that? Wouldn't you rather come worship me?" Those little invitations, God. Wouldn't you? Uh, uh, would you want to just get up and we'll just talk and pray for a while in in the middle of the night, Lord? You, you're going to come to us at different times. And God, we want, we're saying yes now, our heart, when we're in a right place with you, we're saying yes, ahead of time, yes, God, yes, we want to do that. And and yet I also know we have to walk it out when that time comes, when that moment comes. So would you make us a moment by moment, worshipers, lovers, passionate lovers of you, that choose you over the world, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm... We're a uh, prayer team. I know there's some prayer team. And I think Rich and Lindy, we're going to come up for a while as well. So if that prayer team could come on up. Um, go ahead and come up now. Yeah, thank you. Mm. We're on the verge of something unlike what we've seen before. I really do know that in my heart. I know those are not just words. So I'm just inviting you all to be part of that. Whatever that means for you, I'm inviting you to be part of it. Because the Lord always invites his people to go there together. So um, I bless you. I just prayed over you. So I just want to bless you. And if you need prayer, please come up and receive. And um, I guess Rich and Lindy are just going to go around and pray for people. So blessings. We will see you next week. Come at three if you want for the prophetic workshop, 4.30 if you want to receive prophetic words next Saturday.